You are listening to Audio Fanfic Podcast. 90 Minutes by X.F. Moezy on AO3. The cab dropped her half a block south of Callahan's, a favorite watering hole for the guys in blue of Winston-Salem, and she'd been pacing the same two squares of sidewalk for ten minutes while considering her motives. It had only been a month since she'd contemplated similarly in the elevator of Fox Mulder's apartment building, and she wasn't particularly keen on a repeat of that evening. By some cruel twist of fate, Diana had found herself on yet another task force, working closely with Fox and his tiny partner, who was still wearing a cast on her broken left wrist. But it wasn't the case that had her all out of sorts. It was her visit to Fox's apartment after the apprehension of the convicts. A visit she'd convinced herself was only about the X-Files. That set her mind and her heart adrift. She hadn't been able to function properly since. A dangerous state of mind to be in, given her line of work. But she couldn't get the image of a half-naked Dana Scully out of her mind. Nor the syrupy, sweet affection Fox lavished upon her as she clung to him, unaware of Diana's presence. She'd finally begun to adjust somewhat to the knowledge that not only did she still have feelings for Fox, but he was in love with someone else. She thought she'd begun to adjust. Until ten days ago, when she was called onto this case in North Carolina and reunited with Fox and his partner. For the past week, she'd been able to maintain a friendly and professional effect. But now that the case was over, she found her resolve crumbling. If she could just get through tonight, she'd be able to retreat and lick her emotional wounds in private. Seeming to reach a decision within herself, she straightened her shoulders, cinched the belt of her overcoat, raised her chin, and strode into the pub. The sound of celebratory laughter spilled out into the night air on a cloud of tobacco smoke as she pulled on the brass handle of the heavy pub door. There was much to celebrate. No injuries, a potential homegrown terrorist in custody, and nothing paranormal to report. But try as she might, she could not feel the joy from a job well done. Diana hung her coat on the rack near the door, and made her way through the throng of investigators crowded around the long bar. From the suited field agents to uniformed local beat cops, everyone appeared to be having a good time, several reaching out to pat her shoulder or shake her hand as she weaved her way to a darkened, less hectic area of the room. She located several empty stools in a corner by the server's station and took a few seconds to scout the place before sitting. Callahan's was a large open area, with a bar bracketing one end. A small stage sat along the pub's back wall, and booth-style benches lined the opposite wall, facing the stage. The space between was filled with chairs and bar tables pushed together, where detectives and officers from various agencies were sharing anecdotes and pitchers of beer, and heckling the brave souls who dared to take the mic on karaoke night. Diana slid onto a stool nearest the Guinness tap and scanned the crowds around the bar. Most of the suited men she knew were recognized, and thankfully none were Fox. From her vantage point, she'd be able to see if he arrived. She felt that unease begin to creep into her core again, and as she did, she reminded herself that if she could make it through what she witnessed a month ago, she could make it through this night. Thankfully, they were in a public place with peers and co-workers, so there would be no chance of a repeat of the events in Fox's apartment. 
Besides, it was late and Fox was never the type to socialize anyway. Still, after the surprise last month, she would keep an eye on the door. Hey, why so serious? Aren't you supposed to be celebrating? Diana was brought back to the present by the voice behind the bar. She found herself briefly disarmed by the near familiarity of his moss-green eyes and generous nose. What can I get for you? The young man asked. I'll have an old-fashioned, she said. He crooked a smile and rested his palms on the bar top as he leaned toward her. Surely such a fine investigator as yourself has noticed that while we are in the South, this is an Irish bar, he said, winking. He was flirting with her. As she opened her mouth to respond in kind, the investigator on stage began to beg Jolene not to take her man, and Diana chuffed. Okay, smartass, how about an old-fashioned Jameson? You got it, he said knocking his knuckles once on the wooden surface between them, and then walked off to make her drink. The pub door opened, and several of those who had been crowded around the bar exited, some of them giving one last wave as they spilled into the cooling night. She was in a good position to people watch, and tried to relax as she took in the light-hearted and joyous atmosphere. It really had been a big win for everyone involved. Diana pulled in a deep breath, let it out slowly, and swiveled her stool toward the seating area. As she observed two uniformed officers nearest to her, a gap opened in the crowd and she was able to see more of the room. It was clear those at the tables had been in the pub a while, their conversations more animated and boisterous than their peers standing around the bar, their ruckus laughter occasionally drowning out the tipsy singers. Diana startled as the tables broke out into applause and wolf whistles and the woman on stage took a bow. She recognized the woman as Stacy Pickett, one of the lead investigators from the Charlotte ATF Field Division. She was a tall, attractive blonde, who had hit it off with Fox immediately. Perhaps most surprising to Diana was that the woman seemed to hit it off with Agent Scully as well. Diana tracked the blonde as she slinked across the floor, slipping between gaps in tables and accepting high fives and shoulder pats and made her way to a previously unnoticed corner of the room. The sound of a heavy glass against wood alerted Diana that the bartender had returned with her drink. Old-fashioned Jameson, the bartender said. It sounded good, so I made one for myself. Mind if I join you? Drinking on the job? Diana asked, taking a sip of the dark amber liquid and closing her eyes as the warmth moved through her chest. I own the bar he shrugged. Diana laughed as he pointed to his name tag. David Callahan. Slancha, she said, raising her glass and taking another sip. Away from the bar, the blonde now stood next to the half-booth table. Diana could just make out two figures on the bench seat and one in the chair across the table from them. The woman pointed to the man on the bench, indicating, you're next, before the lone figure she now recognized as S.A.C. Samson of the ATF pulled her onto his lap. The man on the bench laughed, the familiar sound breaking through the din and the smoke landing a solid punch right to her gut. Diana's heart began to pound a deafening pulse in her ears. She took a large swig from her drink, draining the glass and setting it down heavily on the bar. Fox was here, and he'd been here for a while. He stood up from the bench 
exposing his smiling partner who was tucked into the corner as the karaoke host announced, Up next, all the way from the nation's capital, the rocket man, the myth, the legend, give it up to Special Agent Fox Mulder. Are you ready for another? The bartender asked. Diana cocked her head toward the bartender to acknowledge him and answered with an almost imperceptible nod. Fox made his way to the stage, encouraged by hoots and whistles from rowdy colleagues. He had made an impression on the task force, his profiling and investigating skills proving vital, and his quick wit and dry humor creating a sense of unity rather than competition among the various agencies working the case. Diana had to admit that his partner's expertise in forensics boosted Fox's confidence, his attitude, and his reputation. Knowing that Fox was a whole new and improved person, and accepting that the tiny redhead always at his side was the cause for it, was a jagged pill Diana hadn't yet learned to swallow. Chants of, Spooky, 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 broke out from the table in the corner, and Fox smiled broadly as he took the mic. I saw you dancing out the ocean, running fast along the sand, a sprint born of earth and water, fire flying from your hands. In the instant that you love someone, in the second that the hammer hits, reality runs up your spine, and the pieces finally fit. Diana's eyes burned and she dropped her head. There was no worry about embarrassing herself by tearing up. No need to scramble for an excuse and blame the smoke or allergies for the moisture in her eyes. She was pretty sure she'd cried every one of her tears into her pillow a month ago. And all I ever needed was the one, like freedom fields where wild horses run. When stars collide like you and I, no shadows block the sun. Diana looked over to the stage again when the entire room joined in on singing the last line of the chorus. You're all I ever need. Ooh, baby, you're the one. He was singing to her. In a crowded room of his peers, he was declaring his love for his partner. And people were cheering. Diana swiveled her seat to face the bar, swallowing the lump in her throat, just as the bartender returned with her second cocktail. She could tell by the color of the glass he'd mix this one even stronger, and she made a mental note to double his tip. Hmm, so that's why the long face, huh? He surmised. The one that got away? He asked, hitching a thumb toward the stage as Fox continued his serenade. Oh, you're good. Maybe you should come work for us, she said sarcastically, smirking up at him from behind her glass. Diana began to feel the effects of the Jameson, and she welcomed the relief. She was just so tired. Fox was the only good thing about returning to the States. She had been excited about reconnecting with him. His loyalty and his relentless search for answers about Samantha were the only things Diana was sure of. And she'd counted on those things, needed those things, in order to accomplish her mission. Instead, she'd found herself heartbroken, confused, exhausted, and in very real danger of failing. Her mind hadn't been quiet for a month, and the whiskey was a welcome, though temporary, respite. David Callahan and his magic elixir successfully distracted her from the thoughts and feelings she'd been drowning in. She nursed the last few sips of her third before grabbing her coat and slipping unnoticed out into the cool night to wait near the alley for her cab. 
To her relief, she never ran into Fox, never had to school her features or fake a smile, never had to congratulate his partner, his professional partner, whose cast was decorated in drawings of alien heads and Spooky was here, scrawled in Sharpie. Karaoke was still in full swing. She'd wanted to leave before she was subjected to the Dana Scully serenade part two. The corner was dark, and she'd hoped the cab would arrive soon. She sobered some in the chill of the night, and was slowly being consumed again by the heavy weight of her life's choices. Without Fox on her side, it was hard to keep convincing herself she was doing the right thing. Diana sighed heavily and leaned against the back corner of Callahan's. The sound of a door banging open only a few feet away echoed in the quiet night, and she stiffened, suddenly on guard. Music bled briefly into the alley, and she settled again, expecting a waft of acrid smoke from a hurried break or the banging of a dumpster lid. But there was no smoke and no garbage, only the sound of whispers and shuffling feet. Diana finally peeked around the corner into the alley and immediately regretted it. Not even six feet from her, Fox stood with his partner pinned to the alley wall. Agent Scully's skirt was rucked up over her hips, allowing her legs the freedom to wrap around his waist and her ankles to cross, cradling him more tightly against her. Her pumps clattered onto the cobblestone, and his hands ran from her knees, over the lace trim of her thigh highs, to her bare ass, giving it a squeeze. He whispered into her mouth filthy words, telling her how she made him feel, how hard she made him, how he couldn't wait to be inside her again, that he loved how wet she always got for him. He ground his hips into her and she whimpered. Diana turned and ran. She shouldn't have come. This wasn't just a reenactment of what she experienced in his apartment. This was worse. This felt like punishment. And she deserved every bit of it. She deserved it for leaving, for following the MUFON women, for every Morley she smoked. All of it. Her ride approached, and she signaled it to stay where it was. She arrived at the cab breathless, her hands shaking as she pulled on the door handle, crawled into the back seat, and collapsed. The cabbie waited as she took a minute to collect herself and close the door. You okay, miss? He asked, handing her a few tissues. Diana was unsettled by her reflection in the cabbie's rearview mirror. She must not have been out of tears after all. Black streaks of makeup trickled down over her cheeks while her chest heaved and her hands continued to shake. She looked worn and old and used up. Ninety minutes she was in that pub. It only took 90 minutes for her outsides to match her insides. An hour and a half to completely wreck her. The realization was just what she needed to pull herself back together again. Swiping away the tears and makeup, she pulled her shoulders back and held her head up high. Yes, thank you. Will you take me to the Marriott, please? The cabbie pulled away, passing the alley where Fox loved Dana Scully the place where she'd received an epiphany, the place where she made a choice to survive as long as she could, until Fox needed her. And she was thinking. She was always thinking.
If you like this story, please follow the link to the writer's page and leave some love. Kudos, comments, or subscribe. They'll love hearing from you. Then you can head over to our Patreon page and contribute to Audio Fanfic Podcast. As a member, you are granted early access to one new story per month. That's www.patreon.com slash audiofanficpod. Thank you for listening, and remember, the stories are out there.